You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke. Hi, Julian. Hi, Kyle. How are you, man? I'm good. Not as good as the Wolves, but uh, who are now, I think, who is win the NBA championship. But yeah, who is? Uh, we are recording this on a Tuesday. You'll hear this on Wednesday, hopefully. Julian, this is our first podcast since, since Thanksgiving. Um, what was the best thing you ate over Thanksgiving? Hmm. Well, we had like... I don't know, man. Oh man, I ate a lot of food there. So we went over to Thanksgiving at my girlfriend's family on Thursday, and then on Sunday, we had another couple that we're friends with over. I made a roast chicken. That roast, not to toot my own horn, that roast yeah. chicken was really good. Not and to then toot your own horn, but toot toot. Our friend made this uh, like herb stuffing thing, which was delicious. But Sounds I'm typically fabulous. a mashed potatoes and gravy guy. That's yeah. kind of the go-to for me. Can't go wrong. No. Like potatoes, yeah. butter, chicken juice. Chicken. Yeah. Chicken juice. Yeah. There you go. That's all you need. What about you? Um, you know, I'm a stuffing loyalist. I love stuffing. Um I mean, the only problem with stuffing, I guess, is like the next day when you try to like reheat it, it, it tends to get dry. Mm. Um, you know that it's a good Thanksgiving. I think my first meal on Friday was at like 4 p.m. Yeah. Um so you're just like, oh, like, I think I maybe had like a little bit for breakfast just out stuffing. of like routine. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like, oh, you realize like, I'm not hungry. Should I eat? It's like, no. And then it's like 8 p.m. And you're like, okay, maybe I'll eat again. Um, With all that being said, let's get into the wolves. While we were gone, the wolves got hot. Um, yeah. What the hell happened? What the hell happened? Right. A uh, big win over the heat on uh, Wednesday night. Um, uh, An absurd dunk from Edwards that ended up getting yeah. um, called back, but whatever. Uh, they lost to the Hornets on um, the very next day in Charlotte, and then a huge win 
uh, or I apologize. They, they beat the Hornets on, or they lost to the Hornets on Friday. Um, just kind of a low energy game all around. Yeah. Saturday, huge win over the 76ers in overtime. Um, Edwards and, and uh, Russell were big. Towns had a good game, got, ended up getting fouled out. Uh, and the, the refs were really like against the Wolves that night. Um, so that, that was a huge win. And then last night uh, against the Pacers at home, a two-point win, and the Pacers were, were without Miles Turner, but the Wolves were without Beverly, yep. uh, Jaden McDaniels, uh, Jared Vanderbilt. It seemed, seems like there was a, there's a flu going around. Um, and that's normally, like I was at the game, that's a game that the Timberwolves normally don't win. So yeah. um, overall winners of seven of the last eight, that includes the the big wins over the Heat and 76ers, like I said. During that stretch, uh, wins by four points, one point, and two points. Again, like even that 76ers game, that's normally a game they don't win. Um, and on this podcast, especially we've been like kind of down on D'Angelo Russell through the years. He's been like one of the best yeah, point no guards in the NBA yeah. this season. Yeah. He's been really, really good. Um, really on both ends. And even last night, like not a great shooting night, but still ended up with like, I think like he was like two rebounds away from a triple double. Yeah. I mean, I think Krasinski wrote about, Whoa, my mic is a little hot. Hold on. Um, I think Krasinski wrote about it. Um, He's learning how to like. He's doing better contributing when he's not scoring because he's still yeah. not shooting great. Um, but yeah, credit where credit is due. He's he's really stepped up, and that's been awesome to see. And I, you know, I was a little, you know, I was kind of disappointed when they lost the Hornets game, but it, then it was kind of, you know, we said win two of the three, right? Yeah. About the Heat, Hornets, and Sixers, probably would have guessed the Hornets would have been one of the one wins, of those right? Wins, but I mean, yeah, props to the props to the team. I don't really know what else to say. It's like nice that things are finally starting to come together. Um, and, you know, I think on the last podcast, we talked about how when the top three guys aren't all performing, the team sucks, but right now they are. And so it's kind of like, okay, this is the kind of good version of this team that we many people, I think, inside the organization expected and were hoping for um, when the season began and the one that we kind of thought might never emerge, but here it is. And now the question is, how long can they keep it up? No, 100%. And there was actually a, there's a stat that I want. Um, where is it? Let me find it. I just had, I just had it up, but then I must have, um, I must have deleted it. Basically, oh, here it is. Um, it's proportion of games that are spent leading and trailing games. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the, the Timberwolves, like the, First, first on this list is Golden State. Second is Phoenix. Third is Utah. Fourth is Miami. Fifth is Milwaukee. Sixth is sixth is Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and this is from uh, Stat Center at Stat Center, and it's he, his tweet. More evidence that Wolves are legitimately good. They're actually underperforming their point differential, which is a really good sign. The Lakers are an unserious team, and they're lucky to be five hundred. So yeah. even with all the ups and downs with the Wolves and um, I think they lost seven of eight before this streak. Um, like there's, there's signs that are, that, that point to optimism. Um, and then six, you know, like they're, they're in six, six, I think five thirty now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You really, you really would hope, you know, this is the point where you're like, okay, you know, it was earlier in the season, but it wouldn't have been nice to get one of those wins against the Clippers. Um, yeah, that's, I was actually, I was, I was just going to say that I have that in my notes that oh, like, sorry, I didn't read no, this. no, no, you're, you're good. Like, that's a great point though. Cause we talk about how like every single game is like super important. 
Um, and it's like, well, yeah, like because you lost the Clippers in th- during that stretch, and now it looks like you might be fighting for yeah. positioning with them. Um, right now, five thirty-eight gives the Wolves a sixty percent chance to make the playoffs on pace. Now, mind you, last week we did this, and they were on pace for like thirty-five wins. Mm-hmm. Five thirty-eight has them finishing with forty-one wins, giving them the eight seed, so they won't avoid the playing game. But they're projected to only be a game behind the Clippers and three games behind the Mavericks. So, yeah. um. I mean, like plenty of opt. Like there's if you, plenty of room for those projections to change going forward in in the season, you know. Yeah, but but I think like overall, like if you if you get the six seed, I mean that's a oh you're golden because yeah. you you guarantee yourself a playoff series. Um, upcoming schedule for this week before we go record next uh, tomorrow night on Wednesday they are at Washington, so probably tonight if you're listening to this. Um, and Washington's been really good, so that's not a. Uh, you know, an easy win. Yeah, they've been awesome. Their defense and then is good. Very good. Um, turns out when you get rid of Russell Westbrook and add in a bunch of shooters and willing Gosh. contributors, you're really good. Turns out if you're the, doing the opposite of that, like the Lakers, you're really, really bad. bad. Uh, Friday at the Nets, um, kind of an up and down season so far for Brooklyn. But Julian, um, I mean, they're 14 and six, but but yes. Well, yes, but I think relatively, <laughs> like they started off slow, hardened numbers. True. True. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they're first in the East. They've been hot lately. Um, but I think like if you, if you probably look at some of the things that they're doing, like 12th in offensive rating, seventh in mm-hmm. defensive rating, not like the juggernaut that we expected. Yeah. Probably, pro- pro- probably coming totally. in, but, um, yeah. So, uh, let's get to, I want, I want to talk. I mean, I, right now we are, um, like a little more than a quarter of the way through the season, I guess. Um, how many games have the wolves played now? 21. So yeah, right, right around there. Um, I have some awards to give out. Th- sure. Basically three awards. Um, I have the MVP, the LVP, okay. and things we're looking forward to in the next 20 games. So Great. I'm there. Uh, my MVP is Chris Finch. Um, and people, and one of my buddies actually told me this last night. He's like, remember when you were so against Chris Finch? I was oh. never against Chris Finch. I was against how they went about hiring him. Yes. And I, I still stand by that. I think that whole thing was really weird. And, um, like, to, and I think, uh, uh, Rick Carlisle last night from the Pacers, he's the president of the, the coaches association. He kind of said like, it had nothing to do with Chris Finch. Like, yeah, right. It, it had everything to do with like the process that was totally. in place. And if you're Chris Finch, like it's not your fault. Like, Nobody's just, mad at Chris Finch. No. Um, with that being said, uh, where I love Ryan Saunders and I think that he should be a coach one day again, and he'll probably be an assistant next year and he'll rise the ranks already. I mean, but it was pretty clear that like him and D'Angelo Russell weren't on the same page. And I don't know yeah. if the, the players respected him in the same way that they respect Finch. Um, and you know, sometimes it's not even anything you can really control as a coach. Like um, it's, once a player makes that decision, I guess it, it is what it is. But um, Finch kind of has like that Nick Nurse background where he's been a bunch of places. Um, he's been in like every scenario. It seems like he lets his players kind of like talk to him about what's working and what's not yeah, working. Totally. And he puts them in really good positions um, to, to make plays. And I've really enjoyed that. I think um, I I don't want to like discredit former coaches that that, 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 that they've had. No. Like again, like with Ryan's on, but it is. It, there, there is something to be said for having an experienced coach. Yeah, Chris Finch clearly knows what he's doing. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
Do do you have an MVP, Julian? Yeah, I can. I can do all these. Hit me. Give me your MVP. Mine, you know, not a hot take, but I think mine's got to be Edwards. Yeah. Um, Not necessarily because he's been the most valuable player on the court at every moment for the Wolves this year. Like, I think they're the Wolves MVP is probably still Towns. Um, But just because he's taken such a substantial step forward in literally every aspect of his game this year and for a second year player who had a you know a decent amount of success in his first year to kind of bring that type of attitude to the game um i think the wolves have really kind of taken on edwards's character and he's such a like big personality and leader which is like kind of strange to say about a 20 year old but it's true um i think like his leadership and just kind of the way he tries to impose his will on games has really changed the kind of how the wolves operate. Um, and I think it's given towns a chance to not be that guy, which towns is not really suited for. And that's yeah. no knock on him. Like not everybody's suited to be a vocal leader. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, Edwards, I mean, he's up in po- from last season. He's up in points. He's up in steals, rebounds, assists. He's shooting better from three. Um, he's shooting better from the field. Like this is just exactly what you want, right? Like from a year. And, and it feels like he hasn't been like on, on, no. Right. Like, and that's the thing. Like, even last night's game against the Pacers, like, he kept shooting, and you're like, oh man, like this, this is tough. He's gonna have he, those nights. And then, and then he hit a huge three, and like the whole entire game turned right. around. Um, because he doesn't get in his head. I think. Yeah. Is the he biggest is, he, thing about it. He's Edwards. confident. Um, he feeds off the crowd, especially yep. at home, which I think is huge. Like, we haven't had a player like that in. Like maybe since KG, since KG, yeah, yeah. To be honest, that like, like that that has that type of relationship with the crowd that like mm-hmm. we like you feed off of him and 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 he feeds off of you kind of thing. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that I think that's a pretty good pick. Um, as far as players go, uh, as far as LVP, so you mentioned Carl Anthony Towns. Um, by no means is he the least valuable player or uh, yeah. person on this team now. What I will say the 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 least valuable part of his game is has been his body language, and I know he's he's gotten better, and people yeah. you know, you know, it is what it is. I just think it's been really really frustrating. And like, here's your sign that you're not a leader in your seventh season is when mm-hmm. you continue to have these temper tantrums on the court, and it affects your team's play. And I think there the team's probably at a place now where like you can kind of let him have his temper tantrum and the team kind of rolls their eyes and they continue yeah. to play. I mean, there, there were, and I'm curious if fans saw this, um, during Saturday night's game, there was a time Edwards missed the last pull up three and towns had already fouled out. And I forget if this was at the end of the fourth or that at the end of like the, was, was it a double overtime game? Um, let me check. Yeah, it was double. Uh, I, d- yeah. So I wonder if it was, um, yeah, it was double. I, well, I just wonder when the shot came. I, I didn't know if it was sure. at the end of the fourth. I, I, I was watching. I was at a friend's house. But the first thing I noticed was everybody got up and, and Edwards kind of smiled and ran up. And Towns got up from the bench and like rolled his eyes and did like this like, like yeah. you know, just kind of like the lazy walk and kind of waddling and like obviously bummed that he like had nothing to do with the shot, but he was bummed that he wasn't playing. But it's mm-hmm. one of those things where like I don't think he's self-aware at all to the point that like we can all see him. And that stuff like just doesn't reflect well. And, and, and yeah. And like, you, yeah. I mean, think about any situation you're in just outside of basketball, like your energy and your attitude dictates a lot of like 
other people are, the people around you. Yep. Exactly. Like if you're going out with your buddies and you're just like moping all night, it's not going to be a fun night really for anyone. Yeah. And, and, and Kat does it like in the exact opposite way that Edwards does. Like it's the exactly. same thing to the opposite effect. Exactly. So that's, that's been like my, my really it's, it's, I maybe I've just noticed it this more because the, the, the wolves are, are more competitive or they're supposed to be, but that's been like my biggest, uh, disappointment so far is just like how he's handled himself on the court. Totally. Um, my biggest disappointment, it's gotta be Malik Beasley. Um, you know, I, I don't know what's going on and maybe you have some insights here that I don't, because you, I think watch the wolves a little bit more regularly than I do. I try to watch as much as I can, but I don't see every game. Um, what's what why like i'm just confused you know he he looked really productive last year was it just a thing of he was just kind of gunning in like a lot of minutes or like but you know he's only down like seven minutes a game from last season and yet his point production is almost cut in half he's his percentages aren't like i mean they're definitely his two-point percentage is like off a cliff his three-point percentage is you know, substantially down. Is it, is this just like he caught fire last year and he's just not the player that we thought he was? Cause like we were, we've talked about this before, but we were talking about him as not only one of, you know, a, a good piece for the future, but like one of the wolves best movable assets. Um, and he just hasn't looked like a productive player really. Yeah. So I, I agree with you and I think like it'll end up kind of balancing out. Cause I think he's too good of a shooter mm-hmm. not to figure it out. It's funny you say that though, because when the Wolves acquired him, um, I remember looking at some stats and like, you might say like, well, when you play more minutes, you're going to score more points. Mm. Beasley was more efficient. Like the more he plays, the more efficient he is. So this is from, this is from last year when Beasley plays 20 to 29 minutes, he shot 40% from the field and 33% from the three point line. Yeah. When he plays 30 to 39 minutes, he shoots 44% from the field and 40% from the three point line. Yeah. Um, let's go to the season before that. Um, we'll go to the 2019-20 season when he was uh, split time with, um, well, I suppose maybe he didn't split time. Yeah, he no, he was just with Denver. Um, anyways, uh, when he played uh, zero to nine minutes, uh, which was only five games, but he only shot 33% and was mm-hmm. 0 for 1 from the three-point line, 10 to 19 minutes, 32% from the field, 30% from the three-point line, 20 to 29, 44% from the field, 41% from the three-point line, 30 to 39 minutes, 47% from the field, 42% from the three-point line. So I think he's just one of those guys that Rhythm like, guy. he's, yeah, he needs to be in, um, like he, he's not one of those guys that you just put in for 12 minutes a game and like he figures it out. Cause like mm-hmm. even this season, um, when he plays 10 to 19 minutes, 37% from the field, 25% from the three point line, uh, 20 to 29 minutes, 30. I mean, this like he decreases in field goal percentage, but it goes up 8% in three point percentage. And yeah. then in the three games that he's played over 30 minutes, he shot 34% from the three point line. Yeah. That's a pretty good insight. I mean, it's, that's tough though, because he's not good enough to be a guy. No, he's not. Yeah, exactly. So, so that, that, I mean, this, that kind of makes him like a consummate, like kind of bad, good sass, bad team guy. Right. Which I, I hate to put that label on a guy, but like, that's what you're talking about. Right. Like if you can't, if you can't do it in smaller doses, like that's a real problem for the wolves. Cause they definitely got him to be like a sixth or seventh man. Yeah. Like if he could be a sixth man, that would be awesome. 
But I mean, even if he, if he can even play 26 minutes per game this year and average 10 to 12 points and just get those, those, if he can even get his three point percentage from 33% where it is now to like 36, 36 or 37. Yeah, totally. Like I'm not saying that, you know, the show's over for him. It's just, just think it's been tough. I mean, I agree. And I think there was a time when like two years ago, well, last year he averaged 20 points per game in the season prior. It was 21 during his 14 games with us. I think it was all of like, man, we have a 20 point score off the bench. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, I I, I don't know if that's true anymore. Um, But if he can figure out his rhythm, maybe. If he could get to 15, if he get to like 14 points per game and shoot like 35, 36% from the field or from the three point line, that would be awesome. He gets looks so um, without yeah. Beverly in the lineup too. Maybe maybe we see more minutes from yeah from Beasley. But yeah, that's a that's a good point though. I mean, he's I think he has been disappointing uh, thus far. Um, all right, looking forward to for the next twenty games. Uh, so maybe this isn't the next twenty games. Well, I guess twenty games probably gets us like midway through January. Um, I'm curious where the team's at, and like I know that's kind of a cop out. Is like, well, where are we in the standings after twenty games? But is the team twenty? five are they 25 and 15 like are they like where where are we at and then suddenly like i think going into the season you looked at contracts like prince and um beverly and like some of these guys and you're like okay like where can you send patrick beverly um like what team wants him and can you get like a a late first round pick for him or like what young player can you get suddenly now i think you're thinking of like can you give up one of these expiring contracts for a team that's selling and all of a sudden you shore up power forward um, or you get an, another score off the bench or like whatever it is, could you possibly be buyers instead of sellers? Um, I, I, I'm just in really, and then we talked about this a couple times in this podcast. I'm curious, like where Sasha and Gupta fits in. Like, is he, allowed, do that? Yeah. Is he allowed to make those moves? Um, and like, if so, like to what extent? So that, that, I'm, I'm with you, man. That's it's really interesting. I mean, yeah, you, the wolves could be buyers and sellers in a yeah. weird way, you know, because you see some of these guys that they have that could make attractive trade pieces, and it's kind of like, yeah, no, it's really interesting. I mean, if, if I were the wolves, I'd be doing everything in their power to get Miles Turner off the Pacers. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't we, know, like he maybe the not the machine. first, maybe not the first. There, it's not perfect. You know, there's some stuff about him. He's like pretty bad on offense. But if you can upgrade to his level on defense, if you're if your guys, if this kind of hot streak can continue, and you're looking to bolster, like getting in an, a legit defensive power forward, would be pretty big. I mean, would you give up? Um... The problem is his value is like sky high right now. Would you give up? I mean. But yeah, it really is. Which, but like, if you give up Miles Turner, or sorry, you get Miles Turner, you give up Tareen Prince, Nas Reed, and like a protected first round pick. Yeah, does the money work on that? It does. Well, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, if you could, if you could get, if you could get somebody like that without moving Beverly, like, and if you're awesome. the Pacers too, it like at some point, I mean, they gotta um, blow it up. It's a it's yeah. Over. Right now, they're they're. <laughs> Nine and fourteen, they're thirteenth yeah, in the East. It's not. It's gonna happen. Pretty clear, yeah. Um, but no, I think there are a lot of guys out there that the Wolves could use, and but I also like would not be upset at all if they cashed in some of these guys for picks. 
Because, you know, I don't think they're winning the championship this year. So, like, if you see it and you're like, okay, this is good. Like, let's get a, let's get picks for Prince. Or, like, can we get a second for Prince? And can we get a first, or like, a late first for Beverly or something like that? Like, yeah. They're probably not resigning I, anyway. I do think that, though, like, with, with Gupta especially, like, unless he's able to, like, make a move that's a clear win for the franchise, my bet is that he just continues to kind of drive towards like that nine or 10 seed, mm-hmm. even if they get eliminated in the first round. I think that's a, I think that's actually a win Yeah, it's good. just to get the play in game and to get that momentum. Um, and for yeah. him, like under the circumstances, um, but I, I agree with you. Like if, I mean, if, I, if I'm playing like, NBA 2k, yeah. I'm just trying to get as many assets as I can. Right. And I mean, they, I, depending on how they look in the next couple of games, maybe you're like, well, maybe we don't even need those guys, you know? So, Maybe we can still do that and also pick up and then have two firsts to play with in the next next year's draft. Maybe move those. I don't yeah. know. There are options. Um, it, it feels weird to say that because typically for the Wolves, there are not options. It's, yeah, but right it's, now, I feel like there are options, and that's a good place to be, even though it's a little scary because, you know, it's always like the road not taken. <laughs> I know. Um, no, it's interesting. And like talking about the Wolves in a month, like being part of the trade deadline conversation as far as like and, and like the d'angelo russell trade was it, it was what it was okay. like the wolves weren't going to make the playoffs that year yeah but it's like when the wolves are going to make the playoffs and there's like a clear um like oh my god like x players on the trade block wolves could be interested it's like okay mm-hmm. sign me up for that that's always fun um but you know think about a week and a half ago we were like the season is so, it's all so over. Like they could easily go on a losing streak and then we could be depressed again I agree. I, I I will say that the way they play lately, though, like I feel, yeah, it's like I feel, sustainable. I mean, it's easy to say you're optimistic when the team wins like six out of seven games or seven out of eight games, but like I am actually like, even like the Suns game, they played really tough. I mean, I mean, you don't win these types of games by accident. Yeah, and like certainly things could happen, and they'll they'll lose a game they shouldn't lose again in the future. But um, I do think that like wins like they've seen, I think the wins that we've seen lately from the team more probably less important to us, but more important to them. They've shown themselves that like, mm-hmm. they're actually a good team and like you deserve it. So, um, like go out there and, and play like it. Are you excited for sons warriors? Um, I am. I like Devin Booker's quote though, because I think somebody asked him like how big of a game it was. And he's like, well, it's, I mean, one, I think ba- basically <laughs> he was like, it's like November. So yeah, I don't know what you want me to say. Um, Speaking of uh, November, Julian, oh, it's still football season. And football Kyle, fans, they call him Segway Kyle. Football fans, I'm sure we have, we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. What? Just one point. Oh New God. customers who bet just one dollar on any team to score can win one hundred dollars in free bets. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet $1 on any team to just score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years old or New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Listen, if you love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, this season is not for you. Uh, no. No, it's not. I watched the Sunday night game, and that was... Um, it was a horrible game. 
That was one of the worst games. I, I actually didn't even really watch the whole thing. I was yeah. like, I saw Lamar Jackson. The end was like the yeah. interesting, but uh, well, we have oh the some, Sunday night game, not the Sunday night game. game. Yeah, that one was bad too. Oh, I, yeah, I was I was at the Wolves game and I was checking oh, the, right. the Seahawks Washington score and that wasn't good. Uh, okay, news around the league. We actually have some breaking news. Um, LeBron James tested positive for COVID. Whoa, uh, he is expected to miss several games. Sources tell ESPN it's from Woj. Uh, the Lakers, so he'll miss the next 10 days, which puts him out for, um, let's see how many games that is. Uh, the Kings tonight, the Clippers on Friday, the Celtics on Tuesday, and then the Grizzlies next week. He'll be eligible to return, it looks like, against the Thunder on December 10th. Obviously, most important part of this is, like, you want LeBron James to be healthy. Um, from a basketball angle... This is really bad news for the Lakers who are 11 and 11 and have been really, really bad without LeBron James this season. Yeah. So, it's, uh, it's not looking good, dude. Right now the Lakers are 11 and 11. Um, and I think the, like if you're a Lakers fan, you're thinking like, well, yeah, like nothing's clicked this year and we're still 11 and 11. Uh, another way to think of it is like your team's not very good and you've managed to win 11 games. Like, uh, you know, eventually this is going to like, even out and you're going to just be bad and not win games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're just not good. Yeah. It's like, there's no, I I don't know. It's just like, there's always this indefinite kind of extension of the benefit of the doubt with LeBron. And it's like, I know like at some point it's not going to work anymore. Well, and there's only, there's only so many what ifs you can have, right? Like if it's like, okay, the Lakers have Anthony Davis and I get, that's like the plus, right? But then you say, well, Russell Westbrook isn't very good and he's not a good partner with LeBron. But it's like, but they have LeBron. And it's like, okay, but all the players around LeBron are kind of aging and not very good. It's like, oh, but they have LeBron. And then it's like, but none of these guys can really shoot and they probably shouldn't be rotational players in the NBA. It's like, but they have LeBron. And it's like, eventually LeBron's not going to be LeBron. And, um, or like not even like, I mean, and then they, they, I've heard comparisons of this team to like the, the Cavaliers team in the final year where LeBron just kind of dragged them to the finals. No. And maybe, but like that was also six it's years like, ago. It's just a way better team than this. Yeah. This is a you know, team. like I, I understand that that was not like a great team, but there were people who could like play on that. And like, I don't know, like is Carmelo Anthony their second best player right now? Like, yeah. I mean, if with, without LeBron in the lineup, probably. Um, more news around the league. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, back surgery again. I think it's his third one in his career. He's yeah, out for the season. Um, in four seasons now, of course, he missed the whole entire first season. Um, he's played in just 125 games. So not good. Um, and if you're a Nuggets fan, he his extension, um, max extension kicks in next year. So, um, yeah, it's a bad situation. That's a it's nightmare. A bad, I mean, th- this is, like, God, this is why, pay- I mean, it's hindsight is 2020, but like, this was the problem with him coming out of the draft. I was you know, like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be callous about it, but it's like, could you not have paid him less? Like with this, with this. With well, and that's the thing. History? Like when he got signed, that was like the reaction from everyone. It was like, well, wait, really do this? Like 140 million for this guy that played 60 games last year. Yeah. And, and he missed like. I, like and I, and I get it. He's or make like, him prove it. Like we're, talent wise, restricted he, free agent. You know, yeah. like I don't know. And yeah, last year in tough. the playoffs, I think one of his teammates even came out and said, "Like you haven't even seen him at a hundred percent." And it's like, well, it's been three seasons. That's problematic. 
Yeah, like, and he's a horrible defender too. It's yeah. just like I don't know. I I feel bad for him obviously because he's he obviously extremely talented and his career is not going the way he planned. So I feel bad for him. But just for the Nuggets, it just feels like the type of kind of organizational mistake they usually don't make. Yeah, and like they've been a really smart franchise for a long time, and now it's just kind of like ah, uh, is this really is this it? Yeah, now you're at the point where I get, but I guess like if, if, I mean, let's say that he does come back healthy next year and can even give you 50 games. If, if there's a season, I guess, to, for him to miss, this is probably a, true, you're true. already without Murray. Yep. And totally. maybe if you don't make the playoffs, you get a, you nice get a pick. lottery yeah. pick. And yeah. Um, Jalen Suggs, uh, Minnesota's finest out for the foreseeable future with yeah, a fractured tough. thumb. And he was actually, I mean, like, if starting you wa- to turn it around. Yeah, I watched some of the games and he looks rough, but like his overall numbers were actually like pretty solid 12 points, four assists, three rebounds. It takes a long time to learn how to play point guard in the NBA. It does, yeah. Uh, and uh, Magic, they're also without Cole Anthony, although it, it sounds like he'll be back on Wednesday night. Um, so it kind of works out for them, but uh, disappointing for not for much the, the, out for the, the Magic. The, yeah, the, the number four pick. Um, yeah. Now what you want. Uh, and then speaking of point guards, things not working out. Eh, Kemba Walker. Yikes, he signed man. a two year, $20 million deal with the Knicks is out of the Knicks rotation entirely. Tom Thibodeau says, um, of course, Walker played for Boston last year. And like, it was pretty clear that he wasn't the type of player that that you know, anybody thought he would be, um, knee injuries have just totally decimated him. He, um, got traded to the Thunder, then he got bought out, signed with the Knicks, yeah. hoping that he could add some, like a boost. And like, and the, the sad thing is, like, he's 31 years old, um, which is by like DeMar DeRozan's lighting the league on fire right now. And he's, he's right around that age, too. Um, and like his overall stats, like 12 points per game, um, like not what you want from a starting point guard, but like 43% from the field and 42% from the three point line. Offensively, like, not bad efficiency wise. But like it's just clear when you watch him play, like there's yeah. plays that he can't make. The athleticism's not there, and defensively, he just can't really defend anyone. So, yeah. um, unfortunately, it just seems like that's kind of it. Like, like it's you know, it, it it honestly just feels like he probably plays this year with the Knicks, probably plays next year too, um, just as like a bench leadership guy, and then yep. that's probably it. And that's a pretty sad ending for a like pretty guy yeah. who had a pretty great career. Tough. I mean, he just like. I don't know. It's like weird to me to benching him entirely. Like you can't just bring him off the bench for 15 minutes. Like Quentin crimes better than Kemba at this point. I, think, like, I mean, I th- like the, the, the way that like, you know, just reading things and listening to some of the audio, like it was basically like one of those things where it's like probably, uh, you know, uh, like a joint agreement of yeah. like he, Kemba's he doesn't like, really yep, want to be that. He I, doesn't really want to be that. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I can't give you guys what I want to give you. And Tibbs is like, yeah, like you definitely can't. Um, which is crazy because two years ago, he was an all star. You know, three mm-hmm. years ago, he was averaging twenty six points per game. Uh, you know, for, for he's only thirty one. Like, it's not that crazy. Like, for a guy his age to be good. I, I mean, Taj yeah. Gibson on the Nexus discovered the fountain yeah. of youth. and DeRozan, for example is a year older right yeah like, right i mean exactly normally yeah. they say Different in the nba players, like but... 27 to 32 is kind of like the prime mm-hmm. um so yeah and is small and his body has been through a lot yes um, but it's it's yeah it's tough to see because he's like definitely kind of a beloved figure around the league like everybody likes kemba so it's yeah it's tough to see that happen to him i have a feeling we'll probably see him 
on the on the Lakers, bench or in a front Lakers. office or on the or on the Lakers. Uh, all right, Julian, that's all we have for today. Uh, we'll be back later this week. We'll have our three star sports card card corner. Yes, sir. Maybe we'll rip some stuff. Maybe mm. I got something from Black Friday. Maybe I didn't. We'll find out. Um, yeah, but otherwise, we'll we'll talk some more wolves and more hoops. But um, until then, we will talk to you all next time. Have a good week.